And ladies and gentlemen, we are live. It is November 6, 2022. This is the Voice of Reason podcast. My name is Sean Phillips. And as always, I am brought to you alongside my two co-hosts, Mr. Andrew Van Bever and Travis Kirkendall. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? I'm just so happy to see my, my handsome friend again from California who was up there just looking, even though he's wearing a piece of toilet paper around his, his, his in, you know... I, you know, I, I am happy to see him again, though. You know, oh, it's good man. to have him back for it sure. It is great to have Shows him back. Just you and me are a lot of pressure on. I us. know there's Sean too much. A lot of the pressure. Sean, Sean just he he he's the one who shoulders all the pressure for us, and you know, car- carries us like a piece of luggage at the airport. So I mean, well, that's a good thing that I I, I get a a good deal on check bags. So that's, that's why, you know, uh, that's what, what, that's tell, what, tell the people what's been going on. Why yes, Sean, tell some, people what's been going on. To... Yeah. So something kind of small happened over the, uh, the last week. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> um, rather big change. So, um, I am officially, uh, officially engaged. I, uh, proposed to my better half, uh, yeah, Tony, um and and she actually said yes i don't want you guys to know how much it costs uh to get that answer (laughs) out of her because the when you when you buy the girlfriend package getting the fiance package is like a much different price yeah the upgrade charges yeah 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 so um but uh, no no it was well worth it um we're both super excited and uh you know just looking forward to um Continuing the to, to kind of grind things out and get things done out here in California, and then um, maybe next year or early 2024, sometime um, have a you know a, a big old shindig with our friends and family and loved yeah, ones are. back in Missouri to to yeah, tie the knot. So we're excited. Yeah, we are. That's that is awesome, 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 and. If you haven't, you gotta. If you follow Sean, you gotta look at where they did it. The, you guys, that was sweet on the beach. I thought you said that was down in Malibu. Yeah, it was. It was great. We um we had some friends in town, uh, some friends from Jefferson City that are thinking about moving out here, and uh, they're they're great people. Um, they were our friends Dustin and Denalia. They 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 came out here for the week. Um, Dustin and I had kind of I talked about it. Um, I had kind of planned things out with him. And yet we uh, we went to Malibu. There was a spot out there that we had went to, and it was it was beautiful. Um, we kind of lucked out because it was you know a little bit chilly, but the you know wasn't wasn't too bad. The beach was completely empty aside nice. from nice. A, a couple of people who were kind of scattered. They were away from us when everything um, kind of went down. And uh, yeah, so it was it was it was really nice. It was uh, I couldn't have asked for a better time. It was funny too because like. We, we we hadn't told Dustin's wife Danelia about it, and um, so she was just as surprised. So in our video, um, I my friend Dustin had taken a video of me proposing, and it's funny because originally his wife had been taking photos for us because we were you know doing like family photos, and um, she she's an Android user and, and doesn't know that you can take photos while an iPhone still locked. So she's freaking out, and you hear her in the video like it's locked. I was wondering what all that noise was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. And then you just hear they have a son, Matthias, and then you just hear him chirping in, and and you know Julian was busy digging sand castles, so she didn't really know she what was going on. She didn't on. care. Yeah, was she good. didn't care. 
Like I already see you two boobs all the time, so I don't need to see you guys anymore. Now you just have a ring on it. So, uh, so no, it was it was really good. Um, it was a really good time. And then um, when Dustin and Danalia were here, uh, Tony and I actually were able to uh, sneak out and and go on a date. That was the first time since July. Uh, I, June, to be completely honest, that that Tony and I have been apart from Julian, and so those you know those little luxuries are um, friend, yeah. yeah, it was really 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 nice, and um, yeah yeah yeah. So so we're 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 really excited. We had a, a great vacation, um, and now the the already busy schedule gets gets even uh, busier. Um, later this month, there's a lot of travel, um, a ton of different events. There's a um, December gets busy, January and February just busy. All very good things, a bunch of really cool news to share later on. But yeah, just just um, it it's kind of you know interesting. I don't want to cut too much into the time, but you know it, it's exciting um, with all the work that we've kind of done to get here. Um, the fruits of our labor are kind of starting to to show, um, and that's that's cool. A lot of work, which is good. Uh, we 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 knew that coming out here that it would be you know, um, if it was easy, it everyone would do it and it would happen overnight. So uh, we're 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 at that point where where wheels are turning and loving it, living it, and only you know a couple homeless people shit on the sidewalk every now and then. So you know it makes it all worth it. <laughs> well. I- I'm when I when I saw your I well you had you told us in our group chat you're like today's the day boys and we're like oh here we go and I was you know and then I was just like okay I'm not hearing anything we're not hearing anything we're not hearing anything we're not hearing anything and then I finally I think I called Sean the next day or I texted him the next day and I was like how'd it go man oh she said yes I was like okay that's all I needed to know yeah, that that's great though. That is fantastic that you uh, you guys. I'm glad to find that somebody's finally gonna try to tame you down and 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 keep you locked into place. Right. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm excited because we'll just have to prepare because uh, come the wedding time, it's gonna be a, a greasy horror show. So uh, I'm excited for you guys to <laughs> see the party. We're gonna have plenty um, of plenty of liquor. Booze and, yes, and, and lots of yep, explicit rap, so it's gonna be a good time. How are you? Uh, just curious. I know it's probably super early. How are you guys planning on doing? It? Are you guys gonna do it out there? Are you gonna do like a small kind of thing and have a big reception? Like we're we're gonna do we're gonna do um we're not gonna do it out here uh, just because you know we have so much more friends and family out in Missouri, so it just makes more sense to do it back home uh, to have the the biggest shindig possible. So. We're, we're, we're trying to have a good ass time. So, um, we've, you know, between the two of us, we've got a, a ton of friends and family and loved ones from all over. Um, so we're just going to find a big old venue and just overlook. I, I wish if, if, uh, yeah, if I could <laughs> pull $50,000 out of my ass, it would definitely be there. But, uh, Unfortunately, uh, my ass ain't that deep, so I ain't uh, going not from what I've heard. I mean, <laughs> well. Ooh. I couldn't yeah, pass fifty thousand worth of Bitcoin in there. Maybe that's not a good thing. So there you go. we uh, that's that's awesome. That is so awesome. I'm 
Glad to hear that. We uh, we had a great topic last week, Sean. I wish you would have been on with us. We've uh, well, I was doing some looking on that. We've got, we've gotten actually quite a few views on that and quite a few comments on that. So uh, and we've... and to to put it into perspective of why um, that didn't work out, and I I, I can't no, give no, much you... away, but but um, television shows have been have been happening so it, yeah. it's been it's been cool and that's it's been cool some of the work that i've gotten to do and that's 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 great too that you're that you're you're getting that because you know you also you have other news which you're you're going to share when it as it develops but uh you've got i i'm i couldn't be more proud of you and you chasing your dream and getting out there and you are you're one of those. You're one of those people who, you know, here's my dream. I'm going to do it, and then you have the balls to go out and do it, and then you're chasing it and you're you're killing it. And I, I know Tra Travis and I are very proud of you. And it's like you were saying in the group. I'm sorry, I was like been absent. I was like, dude, you do not have. And I'll say it for our viewers, and I'll say it for Travis. You do not have to apologize for anything because we are so proud of you and Amen. the job that you're doing and you know we just like to be along for the ride just to see it so i mean just to be for us to be able to say man i know i know i know the famous sean phillips one day you know so i just want to, be you, don't have to you don't have to tell them that you know them they'll be like we know you know them because we 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 see you with them at least once a week um <laughs> So, uh, Travis, and we, we, we were glad to see that, uh, well, Travis, there's the wife back there too. Um, but, uh, we, uh, yeah, this weekend was definitely a whirlwind for us. Uh, we, uh, we're getting ready. Tomorrow's going to be an interesting day for us at school. We, at, in light of the recent, uh, shootings and stuff down in St. Louis, our administrators are, we're going to be doing our Alice training tomorrow, which is our which is something that is, I think every school needs to go through and do and everything. And we're going to be doing our, our, um, you know, shoot active shooter drills and all that stuff. And I, 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 it's terrible that people think it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when anymore, but we're, I'm not looking forward to that professional development day tomorrow, but, uh, so yeah, that's what's going to be happening for us tomorrow. That's happen. That's my week, and then uh, we'll do, we're actually at the end of this week. Sean, we're doing our uh, youth in government is going to be happening. Uh, YMCA does a, a program called Youth in Government, and uh, we get to take our, our. We're actually taking a small group this year because this is kind of our first. Last year, I had COVID. A year ago today, I I got COVID, and so I was out. And uh, but. Uh, no, we're we're looking forward to. I'm looking forward to going to Yag, and it's a it's a good time for all. So it legit is one of the best programs ever. Travis, you didn't do it back in high school, did you? Mm. You would have you would have loved it. I think I think that if it wouldn't have been so new and it would have been established and you would have like known what it was, you would have been all about it because youth and government was seriously. Um, well, I only went. You went uh, twice. twice. I went twice. Yeah. Yeah. And it was seriously one of the coolest weekends. Um, getting to like debate on the House floor. Um, and then the Senate. And, the Senate. And, the Senate and, and get to do those things. Uh, it was really, really cool. 
Yep, it was. And look, and by the way, speaking of handsome men, look at Travis. We 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 bypassed the fact that you've got the haircut. You're shaved. You said you didn't want to look like a homeless man anymore. So I was I was getting pretty rough. So turn your volume up a little bit there too, Sean or Travis. You might want to turn your volume up just a wee bit. But uh, no. So the uh, topic, as as stated by our tagline tonight, is the midterms. Um. <sighs> Boys, let's just talk from the onset. How many, I don't know if I should say by a show of hands, how many feel that this is going to be, as President Joe Biden said, a road leading to chaos? I mean, do you guys, what kind of feeling, what kind of feeling are you getting going into this election with all the, we were talking before we went on about all the stuff that, the extreme right is saying your ultra conservatives are saying about what they're going to do and all this other crap. What are your guys's thoughts, feelings as to what we're, what are you predicting we're going to see on Tuesday? Uh, first off, can you hear me? Okay. You're still a little soft, but I can pump you up. So the folks at home can hear you. Okay. Maybe Sean go first. I don't know what's going on. Well, I'm 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 hoping um, for Missouri uh, legalized marijuana. Yeah. Um, but no, I you know I this election cycle's kind of been interesting because I don't know how it is in Missouri right now because I had kind of left around the time where those you know the advertisements and stuff really really get ramped up. Um, what I've noticed what's been different about. California. California knows their audience. They know they're a blue state. That's not going to change. You have your certain your your parts of um, parts of California, like, like counties that might be more red. Like you have Orange County, which is typically a more red red district. Um, the thing is, though, out here, what I've noticed compared to back in places like Missouri um, or you know the Midwest, where I would almost consider. Them, battleground where you know one year you might get a republican um as your uh governor and then there's years where there's a democrat that's a governor out here it's 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 pretty straightforward where the needle is going to be um so the thing that we see out here are the issues quote unquote i've actually never seen this many political advertisements for actual laws and different things like the, the big one that i see non-stop um out here is uh sports gambling so they don't have sports gambling in, out there no not yet but but what the propositions that keep getting promoted for are yes we're going to legalize sports gambling but who exactly is the money going to go to and then of course there's the one coalition that's like Moms against sports gambling because they're talking about how their thirteen-year-olds are going to be able to, you know, get on FanDuel and, and DraftKings and all that crap. So, um, out here, it's not as heated. Um, now, when it comes to, you know, we're in a very interesting, um, an in interesting time because was it um, uh, Liz Cheney, who, you know, now if I'm not mistaken, is is um, a Republican who's endorsing the the Democratic um, the the yeah. Democratic nominee in in her state, yes, like taking a lot of flack yep. from her from her party. So it's it's getting to the point where we are really starting to see 
And, we, and we've talked about this. We've talked about this throughout the cycle of this podcast over the last couple of years, ever since we had, you know, the switch from Trump to Biden. Um, but we're really starting to see where a lot of people are coming out of the woodworks speaking against those those Trumpian politics. I, I think Dan Crenshaw uh, made the news recently because he was kind of came out that like everyone that started talking shit about how the election was rigged knew it was fake. You know, they they just wanted to show face. And um, I really think it's going to get kind of messy. Um, when I say that, I mean, there's going to be I don't even want to know how many states you're going to see it's fraud it's fraud you know if there's some things that are swung because that's all that's all it is known at least in my opinion i, I think we're going to hear a lot of that from your uh your your really loud mouth um red individuals that are running this year go ahead travis what's your thoughts uh overall thoughts uh first off we're talking house and senate the quote-unquote red wave and see it, I, I think the Republicans the House. The Senate's a little bit closer, but I don't I wouldn't be surprised if they take the Senate either. I mean it's but to go into you know the, the chaos that you talked about, there's two articles here that I was reading. One regarding um, threats that poll workers have been getting in Arizona. There's uh were talking to me about the armed men mm-hmm. showing up at ballot drop-off boxes and stuff like that and a lot of intimidation and just a lot of uncalled for behavior i personally i believe in the system i i don't see fraud that a lot of people really do have faith i don't think it's gonna be as chaotic as what it out to be. I think there's a lot of fear mongering going on on both sides of the spectrum. I, I really think it's more just to get clicks and more it's getting but I mean there are of course there are these cases that we're talking about again back to the end death threats that I mean here I'll read one. It's just ridiculous. It's completely uncalled. This was uh, actually documented from death threats that the Arizona workers are uh, it was talking about like trying to find the actual quote, but it was something about like dragging these people in the back of a car and uh, hanging them as a traitor. I mean, just crazy stuff that's just completely uncalled for. A lot of these poll workers, man, it's not like they're just people doing their. I mean, they're getting paid, but from what I've seen, it's more of just you know doing something for your community, getting involved. Don't see it as someone going in there. So the whole chaos thing again, I think it's just fear. They have faith in the system. Go out and vote. Of course, you know Sean was talking about too. We're probably going to see fraud claims. I, I'm sure we're going to see it. The reaction to that, I don't know what the fallout's going to be. I don't know what the extent of the fraud that there actually will be fraud. I mean, who knows? Like, I don't see it, but it's going to be interesting. But I think all things considered, everything's going to be fine. And authority. As I look at as I look at this election, so 
of course, you know, Joe Biden's statement on Friday about how he feels that if Republicans don't, if the Republicans, if the Republicans challenge as much as they say that they're going to challenge election outcomes, that this is going to be the path to chaos. And, you know, I'm kind of like, well, we've pretty much been on the path to chaos for the last two years anyway. Heck, the last six years, if you want to really get exact on it. But I am I am truly concerned about what what the, what this what this uh, Tuesday is going to look like. You know, if you look at uh, I was just looking at Politico's webpage. Politico right now says the Senate remains to be a toss up. The House will likely be re uh, Republican. Governor uh, out of the states that are running. They think that there there will be more Democratic governors elected, and then you know you, when you start looking at some of these key Senate races, um, you know they said Democratic Senator Mark Kelly has opened open lead. That's in uh, Arizona. That's Liz Cheney's district, and so she's. I mean, she's given like you said, she's given her, she's given her, her endorsement to Mark Kelly. Um, you know, the Georgia Senate race is pretty much, that's that's uh, Raphael Warnock and Herschel Walker, which I still can't, I still can't believe that that race is neck and neck. When you have listened to even a quarter of the ignorant crap that Herschel Walker is saying, the stuff that is coming out of his mouth, I mean, he is, if this guy, if this guy gets into the Senate, God help us, because the overall IQ of the Senate will drop by at least 40 points. He Straight up ignorant. Um, the Nevada Senate race, uh, Catherine Cortez uh, and this Alex Lazalt. The, again, Nevada's been a blue, usually been a blue state, and it's a 50-50. There's a, we, <laughs> the Pennsylvania, the famous Pennsylvania debate. Uh, yeah. of Oz versus Fetterman. John Fetterman, who is a, you've got a guy who's been a stroke victim and he, the if you watched any of the debate last week, that was, that was a disaster in the making because you feel for Fetterman because if, if you know anybody who's had a stroke, and my sister-in-law has had She's had like three or four, what do they call those, TIA strokes, and she's had two major strokes, okay? Her hands are always shaky. She's, you know, she can get confused. And John Fetterman, just during that whole election, just looked like he was trying to find his place. But what I thought was, I don't know if you guys heard this or not, on Saturday, Oprah Winfrey, who created Dr. Oz, pretty much, you know, gave, gave him his show. She endorsed Fetterman, which <laughs> I thought was very uh, good job, Oprah. You know, um, the uh, but it, other the other key election states that they had was they said was Wisconsin. Uh, this guy, the Republican Ron Johnson, who's running for reelection. Um, you know, they say that's fifty fifty. The New Hampshire Senate. Uh, is 50-50. And so, I mean, it kind of, there's six of those states that they think that they are, it's going to be, you know, 
it's what's going to be bad about this race, though, is this, fellas. They, from what they're saying right now, this has been one of the largest uh, mail-in ballot years in history because of the amount the amount of people who are doing mail-in ballots. And I'm just, and I haven't really been able to get any feel on why why that is. I mean. Are, I mean, are people afraid to go and vote? Or, I mean, what do you guys see that as? I think it's, um, I'll, I'll be honest, I did something I did. And it's something I was talking with a coworker about. It's your, Illinois allows you to do The reason I like it and the reason I liked it too, and I think perhaps it's a reason a lot of voters can't, it, obviously you get the list early. You have the list of who's running Go to a poll office and you go vote the day of election. Fortunately, you have a lot of voters that go in there and see these names. Uh, who's this guy? Oh, he's Republican. Check the box. But the mail in ballot, what I like is okay, now you have a list of these. Get on my Google machine right now. Start researching. Who is this person? What's their platform? What do they stand for? What are their policies? Background, etc. It allows voters to actually have time to research, actually know who is doing it. That was the reason I really liked it. it helped me a lot this season. That could be a reason for it. Why it could be popular. Yeah, I think it's it's it's, it's it, that was going to be the one thing I was going to say is I think that because of the amount of mail-in ballots that we had during COVID, people kind of realized like. Why do we need to actually go in and do this? Why can't we just streamline this way and and word of mouth? And 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 I think also too is because I have a feeling that for a lot of places where they uh oh I think we might have lost him there. You he'll he'll come back in in a second. I'm sure. One of the things that I saw that you, can you hear me all right, Travis? I can hear you. Okay. One of the things that I, 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 when I look at this election, one of the things that I, I really get worried about with these mail-in ballots and, and, and our, one of our, our friend Colby Coleman just said, you know, that some people are afraid of, again, is ballot fraud. You know, that we, that we have, that we, that people are going, there's going to be fraud, there's going to be all this other stuff. But I'm like you, you know, and, I, well, there we lost. Sean got off. He'll get back on here in a second. Um, can I can I interject really quick? Sure. The 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 fraud thing. I will say I was a little skeptical at first as well, but I had an incident when I first. Obviously, when I um I first got my own president of Illinois, I registered there. When I got the letter to hey you can do the mail-in ballot and i submitted it it actually got rejected because they said my signature did not match my original voting record i actually had to go in to McHenry county uh the office there and i had to verify my signature to make sure it wasn't fraudulent so when i saw that and i had to go through that it, it gave me hope it gave me like okay they're actually taking this serious that was just my experience. I don't know. Other states could be different, but it seemed to me like Illinois is taking it pretty serious. 
Well, yeah, and I, one of the things that I look at, and when I, when I'm, I, people don't want to believe that they're, and you and I had this discussion last week, that people still, you know, we're looking at, we're looking at the boogeyman, we're looking at all, you know, uh, Sean just says internet went out, um, but, uh, one of one of the things that I think people are really afraid of, you know, is that whole voter fraud. And so I was watching, and uh, I'll put this on the a pot. I'll put this on our our Facebook site here in a minute. But Travis posted to our group page a interview. I don't know when. when do you know when that interview with Gavin Newsom was done? Was that was that this four days ago? I believe. Okay. And so this this interview by Gavin Newsom, who's who's the who's the governor of California, one of the things that he was saying was, you know, and to put to he's he his quote, not mine. He said he's scared as hell of. He said the Republicans are crushing the Democrats when it comes to getting their message out, because one of the things that they're doing is is that they're pushing. He said they're pushing uh, Kevin McCarthy, who's the the House Minority Leader. They said that I mean they're you know they're continuing to push this, even though their lives were threatened on January the sixth. Now I mean once they've gotten their head gathered and they're all back together in the same powwow and everything, they're really pushing this whole thing about the big lie about how how the election was stolen, how the you know and and people are still so now everybody's going to be watching the election and if our party doesn't win well there's got to be fraud there's well, got to ties into what the Clinton interview was when he was saying you know, that Republicans have always closed strong and the reason they close strong is because they they do what Gavin Newsom was claiming about how you know they they push their narrative and they they make it they put a little bit an aspect of I'll just say it there's fear mongering involved and that's been a big tactic of, of both parties, really. I'm not going to defend Democrats. They've done it too. But I think that's a big part of what Newsom was talking about there. Well, and I, when you look at some of these, when I look at some, here comes Sean. We're getting him back in now. Let's let him back in here. So this must be those damn powder outages. Power it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a brownout. It's a, it's, a, it's a brownout. There we got him back. The Santa Anta winds knocked me out. Sorry, fellas. <laughs> the Santa Anta winds. Well, but what we were just talking about, Sean, is, you know, the whole thing that people are, are and the Gavin Newsom interview, and he said, you know, that the Republicans play on fear-mongering. I want to get back to those days, though. Instead of you telling me what's wrong with the other party, like you said in our group chat earlier this week, I think it was you, Travis, who said, get back to just tell me how you're going to solve the problem. Stop telling yeah, me what's wrong with the other that. party. What'd you say? There's been none of that. It's been like, uh, for example, Ken Crenshaw, and he's guilty of this too, he made this post talking about how a lot of these Democratic high-crime cities are Democrat. Okay, fair point. In his posting, there was no, like, okay, so what is the Republican solution to these problems then? Of course, it's the it's 
every city's a little bit different, but at the same time, like I've seen, even on the larger scale, not just the cities, I have seen no solution. I've seen no solutions address the problems. It's just been, you know, our country's going to hell. We got to vote for this party. They're ruining the country. Uh, they're going to claim it's, you know what I mean, it's just been a, so much finger pointing. It hasn't been what I think America wants and what America needs solutions. As a voter, I would like to know, okay, solution to these. Well, and some, you know, there's, there's so many issues that we're leaving untouched. You know, our friend Colby Coleman says, what about bail reform? I mean, we're not talking about, you know, this issue of, of immigration, just immigration for one thing. What the Republican agenda, if you've watched any of Fox News this week, Fox News has been reporting on the large influx, and we've seen a large number in the last two weeks of, of uh, immigrants coming across the border. And the Republicans are, well, they're, they're, they know the writing's on the wall, and we're going to shut down these illegals, these, you know. And, okay, there's an issue. Let's, let's talk about, and I'm, Sean, I'm sure a big issue in California that nobody wants to talk about, that should be talked about, is your homeless, homelessness problem. You know, that's that's the big driving that that's that's the the, the big hot topic for when I uh, saying earlier of like all the political ads and what that what money is going to go towards and stuff. It's it's all homeless. What about fentanyl? Yeah, I think it's one of the things both parties have like just avoided like the plague, like truly address. Well, the op- it's, it's things like that. We have we we we've heard this term a thousand times. The op the op- opioid crisis, it is a literal crisis. Nobody's addressing this op that while they're busy fighting each other, we're killing each other in the you know. I mean, for those who don't know, the the city of Louisiana, our 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 lovely chief of police was arrested last week because he was. He had he was taking evidence. It was fentanyl. It was meth, and our own chief of police is taking evidence from the evidence room and then taking it back to his place and selling it. Okay, we're not. We're law enforcement is losing the battle against opioids right now, and we're not taught. We're not taught. Well, it's like we're oh well, it's the drug problem. We're not gonna. And all of these issues, I mean, to me, call me a, a naysayer, call me negative Nancy, whatever. But all this infighting is going on. We're talking about January the 6th. We're talking about all this stuff. And we're not, we have forgotten to address the issues. You know, look at the number. I was shocked when I, I caught a number the other day on um on vets with PTSD, the number of vets with PTSD and the number of suicides are on the rise. And we're not doing anything about it. We're not doing anything about the homeless. We're not doing anything about opioids. We're not doing anything about, you know, oh, yeah, now Roe v. Wade's overturned. We can go on to something else now. Okay. Now these states need to look at reforms on Okay, you can't just say, you can't just do a blanket statement. And I'm very pro-life. I am very pro-life. But you've got you've to talk about, you can't just blanket say no abortions whatsoever because then you're going to, 
you you have the issue of uh, women who miscarry, you have rape, you have incest, you have the health of the mother. Okay, so here are issues that we need to look at and aren't getting looked at because we're too busy having a pissing contest with the other side on who can pee the farthest. I know there's got to be polarizing. Well, I mean, so what is the, what's the future? What's our future of politics going to be? I, I will say, you know, Grant, I'm I'm optimistic, overly optimistic of like how this election. I really do think how this election is handled regarding you know, um, the chaos and things that people are saying is going to happen. I think this is really going to foreshadow how 2024 is going to be. I think seeing how 2022 is going to go is going to give you a pretty good idea how 2024 is going to go. As far as the future of politics, you know, I don't know. We're going in the direction that is, there's no, I know we talk about this all the time, and I feel like sometimes we just repeat ourselves over and over again, but it's, this is the stuff that needs to keep getting addressed, is there is no open discussions and debating and no, problem solving anymore and it's that's that's what we need we need that we need to address these issues and actually instead of pointing fingers come together and develop solutions and it seems like our politicians just don't want to do that and i think you know we've said it before things like social media and all those things have made it worse i don't know if that gets better other than we need to I think if we get new people in office, obviously that would be a game changer. But I think a lot would need to happen for us to start going in the right direction. I think there would have to be some major changes in the people in government. I, and that's on us, the voters. I'm 100% on Travis's side. Um, I, I do think that there's a couple of interesting things that we need to talk about like as society as a whole. When 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 we talk about um, in like recent times where it's these celebrities that are becoming politicians, right? That's not necessarily new, and and I think that a lot of people kind of like thought it was extremely new when like Donald Trump came into office because he was kind of one of the most prolific, huge celebrity to kind of falling but like people forget about reagan like schwarzenegger like this these are things that have kind of occurred over and over again and now you know there's these you know the the talks about dwayne johnson running for president you know in 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 10 20 years the thing is like he's getting in politics too right he is there's a there's a lot of again dr oz we just talked about it dr oz is getting into into politics you know uh, herschel walker getting into getting into politics um as a society, society is changing, and we, we've known this, and society has always changed. We're getting to a really interesting point now where how, we abs- how, how our young people are absorbing content, right? They're not, they're not watching traditional television. We know that, right? They're, they're getting their content. They're getting their information from things like TikTok and YouTube, right? Those are, those are the two main, um, you know, source of of how they're getting their information so when we think of these 
younger individuals when when they turn 18 and they start to get into voting right um it makes sense why we're seeing so much craziness in my opinion um of like of, of what we see the content splicing and i think unfortunately for politics the way that politics are promoted it's going to only get worse if, if you look um I mean, just just think about it, right? When when V, you might you you might have a better answer for this um, as a historian. So the i the ideology of trolling is not new, and, and it, what I mean by that, it, it go back, look at like political cartoonists, right? Like like back in the day when when they would make these obscure, and it was like ah, you know these ridiculous political cartoons. Well, now everyone has the ability to do that and to post it and to share it daily and repeatedly over and over again so i think that politics are the same it's how we are absorbing them um and how it's promoted is so vastly different while not changing in in, in the same sense and because of that um I don't know. It, it's just, I, I, yeah, it's, and it's, and, and now precisely. And because of like, like back in the day, you know, I look at it when, when you actually like, as silly as it sounds, when you got a newspaper, right. When newspapers were like a, a thing, you know, and this, this might sound stereotypical, but think of like, think of like, you know, your, your, your 1950s 1960s dad busting out the newspaper you know sitting down eating breakfast cup of coffee right while you know kids are getting ready for school right when you when you look at that that's a moment where at least you're you're not scrolling through looking at endless you know 50 videos in a 10 minute span you're you're stuck reading on one thing Right. So you're really absorbing that content, which is why, in my opinion, when you when you have the older generation that is so staunch on beliefs, people kind of forget like, oh, well, you know, they're it's not just being old it's being ignorant. But I'm like, you, you got to think the way that they had taken things in was ingrained. It was long. People nowadays, their opinion might change every five seconds because they're changing the whatever they're they're viewing, whatever they're they're engaging with. Right, and being and and being constantly bombarded by, like you said, where where people get their information from, it is very it's very subjective. I mean, there's there's so much that can be spun on, and and what can be put out there. And what's bad about this, and you you made a great point there, Sean. People could go and read the newspaper, and they could read about their, you know. But even then, there would be a, there. you had to worry about who's who was backing what newspaper. When you book, look back in the late 1800s, you had Joseph Pulitzer versus William Randolph Hearst, two of the biggest newspaper publishers in the country. And it was... You know, it was well known that Pulitzer was a Democrat and William Randolph Hearst was a Republican. And these guys, they put so much slant into their news. 
and one election, and you mentioned that history. I mean, this has been going on for for years, but we don't really talk about how elections of the past. And I just pulled up I, I one election that always comes up to my head, and it's not a well known election, but it was 1884 election, and it was you know two, you know. Uh, uh, Grover Cleveland and this guy James G. Blaine. And they're running on a bunch of, you know, it, it was about the tariff and it was about all this other stuff. But there was this, you know, the, there was rumors that Blaine had had this illicit affair and he had illegitimate, a little illegitimate child. And then, then they, then everybody would come up with, uh, you know, the Blaine, Blaine, Oh God! I gotta find it. Blaine, Blaine, James B. Blaine, the Continental Liar from the state of Maine, and then you know, then they would call the Democrats, and then Blaine would call the Democrats the party of Rome, rum, Romanism, and rebellion, and it was just you know, the mudslinging was as as thick back then, but people's people's ideas were shaped by what politicians truly said about what they were going to do. Yeah, there was muscling going on, but they addressed, I want to go back to that thing of saying they addressed issues. Okay. They addressed issues and they said what they were going to do. They told us, okay, here's, here's what I want to see happen. I want to, you know, we're going to, you know, they actually had names for their platforms. Even, you know, we have names for our platforms today, you know, Trump has MAGA and Joe had Build Back Better and all this other stuff. But, you know, I truly think that the population, and and I told my kids this the other day, I told my kids, my students this the other day, that this is probably the most uneducated that I have been about an election in my voting history. So I have, so I've, so I'm 48 years old. So I've been voting roughly 30 years, okay? I've voted, and, and I usually try to do a good job about, um, about being educated about who, I, who, I, who I'm voting for. And Travis, I was going to mention this earlier. There is a website out there, and I would, like I said, I've kind of been doing things back and forth here today. My wife found this one. It's called BallotReady.org, Okay. It's every candidate and every referendum explained. And you, what you do is you plug in your, your zip code, you plug in your, your street address, and what it does is it will bring up all your candidates. Okay, I want to know about this candidate. I want to know about this person, this person, this person. And they will send you, and they'll, they'll download it in a format, and they'll send it to you. Here's what this guy stands for. Blam, 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 blam. And it's it's actually fairly u- easy to use. I I used it earlier yeah, I'm today. Yeah, looking at this now. This is really cool. Yeah. So there is, but it's called BallotReady.org, and it is you know it says you know it it even tells you you can tell it can tell you where you need to go to vote. It can tell you you know looking to inform and engage members, supporters, and voters. Okay, here's you know see your ballot, rally your friends, make a plan, vote. And these are the educational tools instead of, and there's actually a couple of different sites that you can go to. I remember um, I'm, I'm bummed out cause I can't remember the name of it. And there, there used to be like this thing 
I, I couldn't tell you the name of the site, but it, it would be like, you know, uh, it was like a quiz and it would ask yes. you like 25 of like yep. the hot bucket, you know, questions right. or whatever. And then it would kind of tell you where you paired along with. And then if you, who you, who you, you matched up with. And then, and then, like, if you really wanted to get into it, there was, like, another quiz you could do that was, like, a bunch of even smaller issues. It was really cool. I, I don't even remember what it was, but yeah. I remember there was a couple we times did. I did it and was, like, I was kind of surprised. I was, like, oh, wow. We did I did, you know, I didn't know how I felt. I have, now that you remind me that, I need to do that in cl my class this week because we would do that, and kids would be surprised on where they were. On where they're at. I love Trump. My daddy loves him. My mama loves him. You know, my sister loves him. We love Trump. And yeah. Uh, yeah. my my morals align with Joe Byron, but it's still it's still just bump Trump. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, but uh, I'm 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 putting this up, so I'm going to put this website on our. Yeah, do it. So, but I'll. But you know, people, I, and I think that's part of that's part of the the process is is actually being educated. And you know, there's another site. I just found this other site that I use today too. It's called Ballotpedia.org, which you again, you you know, you 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 go to this, and it'll actually bring up. You know, it'll show you the whole ballot um, uh, of what your of what your uh, of what your uh, ballot's going to actually look like. So, yeah, so now if you go to our Facebook page, you can go to this. You can see BallotReady.org, BallotPedia.org. Um, go to these sites. And, you know, one of the things that I, I am I am so for educating, educating voters and knowing, like you said, Sean, there's, there's people who just, I asked kids this, this today, or on Friday. And one of the things that if you if you really want to baffle a hardcore Republican or a hardcore Democrat, and if you want to see if they are truly educated, ask them this simple question. And it's the simplest question in the world. Why do you believe in what you believe? If you, if you ask somebody why you believe in what you believe, it would totally, I think, it would totally throttle a lot of people because they can't honestly give you an answer. What they're going to do is they're going to go to the talk, the quote-unquote talking points. If you're a surface-level Republican, what are they going to talk about? They're going to talk about the border. They're going to talk about, oh, Joe, he's just senile and blah, 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 you know, and how they stole the election, okay? That's going to be your top three. Your surface-level Democrats, what are they going to talk about? Well, well, Trump was in cahoots with Russia, and Trump was, you know, it's going to be Trump, 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 Trump. But if you find a hard-core Republican or a hard-core Democrat, they're going to be able to get beyond the surface-level fluff, and they're going to tell you, hey, let's look at the economy. Let's look at the job market. Let's look at where we are. Let's talk about inflation. Let's talk about, you know, and get beyond the fluff and let's start looking deeper. And again, you know, type, you know, sending emails to these guys, talking to these guys and saying, why, what do you, what's your plan? Because I have yet to hear somebody answer a question anywhere about what is your 
plan. What are you prepared to do? So, but if you look at our, so and one of the other things I want to look at, and we, and we have three different states represented here, is our, so our governor elections, okay? You guys, you two guys have, so Illinois has J.B. Prisker versus Darren Bailey. And I watched the debate, I watched part of the debate, and it's, it was, it's been close to a month ago. But lo and behold, J.B. Prisker is silently, quietly, building up momentum. A lot of people think that he's going to be, he's going to be the Democrat. He might be a democratic, a, a viable democratic challenger to Joe in 2024. He's got, well, and, and we were, Travis and I, you, we were talking about this before we came on. The amount of money that JB has put into this election is unreal. Because, so JB, you name every major union in Illinois, and JB has their, with the exception of the Federation of Police, he's got, he's got, you know, everybody from AFL-CIO, he's got the team, you know, he's got Teamster, he's got AFSME, which is the American Federation of State Council, State County Municipal Employees. He, which is one of the biggest organizations in Illinois. He's carrying a lot of, of um, I mean, the, the big five counties up there in northern Illinois, he carries those, and then he carries St. Clair County, which is East St. Louis, and the rest of the state is red, but they're also the rest of the state also doesn't have any population to speak of. You know, and then as Trav and as Sean said earlier, how much, I mean, we're obviously your LA, your San Francisco, your San Diego. These are your, these are your blue counties. I'm, I mean, when you look at the electoral map though, you guys do have a lot of red just like Illinois does, but it's in the lesser populated areas. Your rural areas are always too. Well, and yeah, and, and and people like it, it's funny. Like people always get shocked by that, you know. Like it, it's it's always it's always like one of the topic for debates is when people like talk about this. They're like, I wouldn't. That was, that was one of the things when I moved to LA, and and Travis, I'm sure you heard the same thing about when you lived in Chicago, which is like, well, I couldn't live around, you know, one of them places where you know if they were to restrict my my guns, well, I uh, you know I couldn't couldn't quite do like. I, I was talking to my friend Dustin. The people that you know we work with and that we know, before he came out here, they were literally just asking him, like, "Well, is it really as bad? Is it as bad as they say? Like, you you can't go there. You can't you can't walk outside without getting stabbed. You can't you can't do anything without seeing someone taking a shit on the floor." And I'm just, it was funny. Like when they were here, they were like, "All this stuff that we thought that we were going to see, we didn't see any of it." There's parts of the city that deal that deals with those things. There are parts of it, but but the idea that it's this like it was funny. I I, I have a good friend that that Travis, you and I went to high school with. That 
I see them post things all the time on their Instagram story about Los Angeles and what the people of Los Angeles, the people of California are experiencing. No, we're not. None of it. And it's all coming from sources that are from Missouri, that are from these other places. It's like, like they shared, they, they shared, there were two things in particular. One was how they were talking about how there was a, a grocery store food shortage that was running rampant and people were, were um, breaking in and, and stealing food from, from places in Los Angeles. I, I tried to find a news article about it happening at all that, that day, that week. Couldn't find anything. I asked. I asked people around. I was like, hey, do you hear anything about this? I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And then the, one of the other things that made me laugh was when, when California announced that they are going to, in 2035, 2035, okay, so in over 10 years from now, when they announced that you, in 2035, new, new cars being sold in the state of California will have to be electric vehicles. Okay, in 2035, can't sell gas vehicles brand new. You can still buy used cars, okay? So that week that that was announced, there was a heat wave in California. And so a, a, according to some people that I know, Elsewhere, my power was out. I was dealing with rolling blackouts. It was the BN end all because they announced that electric vehicles were going to be the, the, the thing. Didn't have a blackout. No one in the city of LA or this LA proper had blackouts. But people, I, I, I was getting texts, messages like, hey, is everything okay? I heard, uh, I saw online today that, you know, you, you guys were without power and it's 130 degrees out there. I was like, no, it didn't happen. You know, so those are just the kind of fabrications that now that I, I live here and Travis, I'm sure you, you you deal with some of the same exact kind of things. Once you're there, it's like, ah, it's the be an end all. But that, that kind of stuff makes me laugh. Wild place, man. Well, I, the, the, we've said this a lot, but the misinformation I think is just so unreal. I I watched a clip on our um, on Channel Four, which is KMOV out of St. Louis, and they did this series on the two major candidates running um, ads on each other, and they fact checked every part of the ad, and it was just like this one part of the ad where they said the Democratic candidate for Senate for the U.S. Senate said that she wanted to defund the police and what what and it was from an article in USA today well then you go back and you research the article in USA today and it was a total it was totally taken out of context and they actually then they went back to when they had talked to this woman she the Senate candidate was actually at KMOV like back in January or whatever when the whole the fund the police thing was going on and she said no I believe that we need to fund the police we need to provide more education for the police we need to get their salaries raised we need to you know and there's so much I mean you can take something and it's amazing how you can take a little piece of information. And if I, if I take, you know, I've got this big sentence, but if I take this part of the sentence and I take it and I twist it, you can make just misinformation out of anything, but they can, 
but they get people to believe it because when you watch these commercials, it'll have a little quote of what, you know, from USA Today, such and such and such date, and they make you feel like, oh, well, they've gotten their information, and there's so much, there's so much twisting of the truth and, you know, if you find that one soundbite and you can play that soundbite over and over and over again and the the frequency of what they are playing, these these political ads are designed to piss you off. And there's like, I, hell with it. I'm just going to vote for that guy. You know, Do you guys remember the, the conundrum um, a couple of weeks ago? It was a press conference that that uh, or not a press conference, a rally. Joe Biden was speaking and, and he was in a pretty like pro cop town and, and mentioned like, I, 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 I never said, um, you know, to fund the police. If anything, we should fund the police more. And, and Joe Biden went into talking about where they like needed to allocate funds for funding the police. And it was funny because I just remember like Democratic Twitter was in this frenzy of like, uh, like, oh, shit, <laughs> the God just said we have to fund the police, but we've been saying for the last, you know, so long. And, and it was one of the funniest things um, because, again, we, we've talked about it, uh, you know, like. And, and V, you were just you were just going on about it. Like, there's so much stuff that, like, people will take a soundbite and they'll run with it. And it's like, ah, I heard. This and this is the trajectory that it goes on. And, and again, Travis, like you mentioned, that's just where we're at today like that is that is kind of what politics has evolved into is you know everybody eats everybody like it's it's we all know people screw up like like out here in la we're one of the big things we're dealing with i don't know if you guys hear about it if it's even news out where you guys are where the la city council is like in a hellfire storm right now because this very progressive Hispanic woman was elected to be the head of the Los Angeles City Council, and then they they got an audio bit of her calling a a. Now the quote was again she was speaking in Spanish, so this is where the debate is. People are saying no, she she wasn't she didn't call the person that as a name. She was just referring to like just you know generalizing where the 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 specific incident was. In Spanish, she called a little boy a monkey, and the little boy was a black little boy. And so that is that is the debate that they are that the L.A. City Council and all these people are having is because what she said, she's like, no, I just referred to him like he was, you know, like like being a monkey, he was going crazy, and 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 she said some other stuff too, which didn't help her case, but like that is the the kind of thing, you know, you, you those those all that comes in and that's where where they you know base base everything off of it's it's been interesting there's been a lot of protest at you know la city council rightfully so like during all of this and it's it's a bunch of them it's but again that's the thing is this this woman being elected she you know hispanic very progressive like very 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 progressive and what is she you know what i'm saying like it's just yeah it's very you I guess the main thing that you need to say, and for our 
hopefully for our listeners, and, I, and it's, we, we have a busy week, and it's kind of why we, we're doing this on Sunday night, but an, I think another reason is that if we can get this, you know, I think the main message that we want to get, you've got two days. You've got a day, you've got a little bit over a day. Folks, you need to get out and you need to educate yourself. Don't go in, don't go into the polling place and say, well, I'm going to mark R or I'm going to mark D. You know, I, I, I didn't mention last week's poll because it wasn't relevant to last week's discussion, but I will mention this week's poll. And basically I said, you know, who, who do you, let me get the exact question here. Um, our exact, our exact question was groups. You think I'd be better prepared, fellas? I'm sorry. It said, who do you feel will gain control over Congress in the next election? And out of our voters, we, again, good voter turnout here. I said Republicans, Democrats, Republican House, Democrat Senate, Democratic House, Republican Senate. And then I just said, I don't care. They're all crooks anyway, just as a laugh. Um, 33% said Republicans. Nobody said Democrats. There, so out of our voters this week, nobody believed that the Democrats are going to win straight out. Uh, 45% said Republican House, Democratic Senate. And then 22% said, I don't care. They're all crooks anyway. So thank you for your honesty there. Voting, our voting public there. That is, and we're always, I'm always happy to see when we have a good turnout on our, on our group page. So, but, you know, really educate. I, I think that it's important. Uh, an educated voter is a dangerous voter. I watched uh, one of my top five famous favorite comics. And I, know, I think Sean has like some of George Carlin. So George Carlin's been dead for what, 10, 12 years now, probably longer than that. But George Carlin, uh, somebody posted on, it was on, um, it was a Facebook reel or something. I wish I would have shared it, but I didn't want to, because it had, well, it was George Carlin being George Carlin. And what he said was, you know, you and I are not a part of the club. You and I, you know, the people who are being elected are being chosen by the the big media, the big the big money, and you and I are not in that club. And part of the reason, and they want you to be a stupid. And he used all of his explicatives, but he they he wanted you. They want you to be the this biggest group of stupid mother that you can possibly be. And George was right. And I'm sure that that clip is well before Donald Trump. It was probably well before Barack Obama. And, you know, how true that is. How true that is that, and I've, I've told students this, they, what government wants is a uneducated populace. The more, the, the, the more uneducated you are, the less likely you are to care about and know what's going on. Well, they're just going to do what they're going to do anyway. Folks, go out and get educated. Take a look at what is being said. Take a look at the issues. You know, and one other thing, don't be afraid to call your congressman. Don't be afraid to email them. Yes, you may get a random generated response, but you start flooding their boxes. You get people, 
it starts at a grassroots level. It takes people to do this and to get involved and do more than just send death threats. I know the rig, the election was rigged, but you know, we we've got to start talking and 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 really getting people to be educated, to be active in their society, and stop being wallflowers. Get out, vote. I'll, I'll just say, you're not, you're going into the polls. I'm just going to party because I always have. I would rather you. I don't care if as long as you did. Whether I'm spectrum, but I trust you. Made an educated decision. I would Seriously, yeah. Yourself. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm with you 100%, Travis. Vote with a purpose. Vote with a purpose. Vote educated. Um, just because to vote for the sticker to say you did it. That's why we're. That's why we're where we're at. Mm -hmm. Part of it. Mm -hmm. Seriously, um, 100%. Like, and. Uh, I don't, never mind. Well, we can get into this other bag of worms I'm going to open later, but seriously, yeah, vote with a purpose. Have a reason. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, Save it. no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Um, I'm, I'm so happy that, uh, to be back. I'm, I'm yeah. glad this, this, this worked out. Um, but yeah, no, uh, seriously, again, you guys have two days. Um, please, please check out... Um, had it written down here. Um, uh, ballotready.org. Ballotready.org. Please check it out and and, and just do some research. Yeah, yeah Ballotpedia. Yep. Mm -hmm. The links and are on our website. Just Google. Just Google political quiz. You yep. know, and and see if there's something you know for you. And um, you know, don't just don't just roll with the crowd. Like find what's best for you. You'd, you'd be surprised. Um, yeah. No, it, it's great talking with you guys. Uh, to our to our listeners. Thank you all so much um, for giving us the listen again. Be a friend, tell a friend. Um, we will announce here shortly. Um, we've got a couple things that are, are new that we're still kind of working the kinks out of on, on our end um, that helps us make some cheddar to, to continue to build this. So as we kind of get more familiar with those, those platforms and, and how we can actually make some money from the listeners, the, the biggest thing you guys can do to help us is to continue to watch continue to listen, continue to share. Um, and again, um, we will give you more information as to, you know, for some of you guys that listen to us on Facebook, uh, which we love, which we appreciate, um, we, we might ask you to, you know, while you're at work, if you're not doing anything, just press play on Spotify, just and, and kind of let us, you know, babble on, on mute, whatever it might be, because it could benefit us. And we'll, yes. we'll, we'll get into that yep. later at, a, at another time yep. and really kind of deep dive how you guys can help us continue to grow so that we can help you. Um, but again, from the bottom of my heart, thank you all so much. It's great to be back. Um, gentlemen, if there's anything else you got to sign out with, please do. Otherwise, we will talk to you guys next week. See you guys.